Goes to the back of the end zone, and it is all your latest sports news and commentary, you're listening to the TNT Podcast with your hosts, Tyler Layfield and Torres Finney. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. Here with your boy, Torres Finney and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's up, Tyler? Man, nothing much. Good, good week. Um, you know, it, it was a good past week. We were able to get Jackson on the show. So if you weren't able to check it in or check in with that uh, show, we had Jackson Cardell, good friend of the show. He hopped on, gave us some uh, some senior bowl insight. He was there all week. I was following his content this past week. So um, gave some good stuff there. And we were able to talk some football, some, some good football stuff. So, um, yeah, like I said, if you haven't checked that one out, check it out. But today, man, I'm ready to move on, ready to talk some some MMA. I know we got your fight coming up here soon. We got some UFC fights this weekend. And then, man, I, I want to hear those Super Bowl picks from you today. Yeah, man, I'm excited, man. We got a really good show going on today. Also, I want to give a quick shout-out to my uh, uh, former teammate, uh, Cole Strange, uh, Cole uh, plays at UTC. He's been doing really well there at the Senior Bowl. We're getting a lot of eyes on him. Um, he's 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 been looking really good, man. Uh, they say he's one of those linemen that could potentially like the way he's done in this Senior Bowl. He's potentially can get himself picked up to the, at least the third or fourth round. Uh, that has helped him that much by playing in the Senior Bowl. So that's big time props to him for that. Uh, I'm excited for Cole. Cole actually just texted me. You know, was talking a little bit. Uh, like I said, I'm excited what's going to happen for him as well. So that should be good. Um, but, yes, uh, yeah, we are officially uh, two weeks away. Well, we're less than two weeks now. We get yeah. down to the close time, uh, February 19th. Man, I'm excited. Um, I cannot wait, bro. I, I am. Dude, I, I just can't wait <laughs> at this point. I'm ready to go ahead and go. I'm ready to go ahead and do this thing. Um, if, if many have seen, you know, me post on social media, uh, with my flyer and poster. Also, this upcoming week, I'm supposed to be having a highlight video uh, coming up. So uh, be on the lookouts for that. Um, and I'll, I will be officially, with that highlight video, I'll be officially um, coming out with my uh, uh, TikTok, my own little TikTok thing. So you're going to see more of my training, more of what I do on my TikTok Um uh now but uh i'm gonna officially uh launch it off with that highlight video uh but uh everything's been going good man training been going good you know staying focused weight is good i'm currently 200 uh, i'm feeling good right now uh 15 pounds to go so i don't have to do the major part of that cut until like the day before weighing so i'm good right now weight's going good my cardio feel on point man um i just got done training i did five rounds uh the fight is only three and uh I i'm I'm preparing for it, boy. I, I can't wait. Uh, like I said, my opponent, if y'all don't know, his name is Wesley McCracken. Uh, used to train at AKA, um, but now he has uh, moved to uh, Upstate Karate in uh, Simpsonville, South Carolina. Um, and he's, I mean, he's he's nice. Uh, he does some good things. Uh, he does, but uh, I just don't think he'll be prepared for what I got to bring. Uh, it's it's a different game when you get in there uh, than what I've seen the guys he faced off against. And I don't think with that game plan, the way he fights, uh, it's going to be beneficial to the way my game style is. Uh, it's a, and like I'll, I'll tell you, I say this all the time, even when I'm predicting fights, uh, style makes matchups. And uh, his style is uh, something that he is just, I just don't think is uh, plausible against my style. And, you know, I just got to make sure I'm tight in all areas, uh, make sure I'm on my, on my P's and Q's. But, um, I, I'm ready for this, man. I, I'm ready for this pro debut. It's more of me being ready to fight. Obviously, me fighting in my hometown, that adds some extra nerves to the event. It adds some extra nerves to the fight, but make make no difference, man. Uh, I go in and I'm going to do my thing. When, I, when that cage closes, heck, when I step in the cage, get the cage closed. Once I step in the cage, um, it's going to be game time. Yes, uh do some do some things I, I've been waiting to do for a long time, boy. October feels like so long, but I know I just fought in October of October, so you can technically say beginning of November. I fought on the 30th. So I'm ready. I, I'm ready to go, man. I, I this has been too long for me. I gotta go. I gotta get back mm -hmm. in there. For real, for real. Well, speak speaking of your opponent, um, you know, Wesley McCracken, I you know, I've I've looked at a little bit of his stuff on YouTube. You sent me some clips to watch from him. 
Um, has he been talking anything before this fight? I mean, as you know, as everybody remembers, um, you know, TK, he had plenty to say before y'all's fight. And, and now it just feels like I haven't really seen much since since then of any of your other opponents really talking trash before. But have, have you been seeing anything uh, Wes has been putting out? No, man, I I mean, I look on his Instagram here and there, man. He uh, he, he don't he don't he don't talk trash. Uh, I think he's I think he's going to be a little bit he's respectful. You know, he's a former Marine, but he's one of those guys, uh, he's one of those guys that uh, he's really confident in what he does. And I think he's going to have a little probably I think he's going to try to have a little swag to what he do. So he's going to be in there. I mean, obviously, you're supposed to be confident, but I think he's going to sometimes be a little overconfident. He's going to be probably in there trying to throw certain shots that obviously won't land, but do it. He's probably going to try to be flashy with certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he that, uh, I'm going to hurt him because um, I'm going to hurt him regardless. But it's the matter of the fact that, uh, you know, we go in there and fight, but don't give me no extra motivation. But I already am extra motivated because he took this fight. When you take a fight against me, you actually think you can beat me. Um, and when I feel like somebody does that, uh, I take that personally. I don't I don't think when people take a fight, you know, obviously you see the parts where uh, we've uh, multiple times I've been on this show and people have struggled. I've struggled a lot of finding fights. But when I do find a fight, I take it a little personally because you actually think you got something to beat me. I've heard that. I mean, I've heard multiple guys think they have the recipe to the game to, to beat me, mm-hmm. to beat my, and I feel like you don't because one, everything that I've shown out of my five fights, you haven't seen everything yet. I have, I actually have like, like the way I fight, there is so much more to what I do. I Y'all haven't stopped it. Like the stuff that I'm doing is the stuff that I was doing in high school when I was taking guys down at wheel and picking them up. I used to do that in high school. You know, some of those same takedowns and guys can't stop that. So I'm not going to go to really anything advanced until somebody proves to me that they can stop it. And then once you can stop this, this and this, then I'm going to start showing. But see, there's no reason to show your hand when you're beating them with the basics. So I'm going to ride the basics as long as possible. And I, that's what I, I feel like, man. I feel like with what I got right now, plus I'm even getting better with what the things I'm already good at, like my wrestling, my jujitsu. Um, my striking, the, the way I set up my strikes, I'm getting better on that. So when fights go to certain things, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it all day. So I, I, I'm so pumped, dude. I'm so pumped for it, dude. We gotta get it. We gotta get going. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta get. I gotta get in there, man. Ooh! Yeah, well, I, gotta, I mean, you were saying, you know, there's some things we haven't even seen yet. I mean, I, I feel like some of that's been capped by, you know, just the rules of amateurs. You know, like things you can't do necessarily, and so. Um, not only, you know, is it things that you just haven't unleashed yet just due to, you know, uh, competitive nature, but just due to, um, rules, you know, and now you're, you're kind of unleashed a little bit on that end. I mean, now we might start seeing some elbows. Maybe we'll see you some of those knees on the ground, you know, things like that. I want to see a a more violent, uh, Torres for sure. I, and I think we will see that coming up. You will, because, um, I, I, I've, I've, I've done some violent things sometimes, you know, a few days in uh, training. Uh, there was there was one guy, I'm not going to call a name, but there was one guy, you know, he was being, he was doing too much here in training, man. He's not, he's not a part of my core group. It was okay. But uh, he was doing a little too much in training, man. And dude, like, and it was one of the days I was being Shark Tank. So Shark Tank is I'm in the middle. Uh, there's multiple guys. So each minute of the five minute round, a fresh body comes in and fights me. Um, so, you know, and it, you, obviously you go hard, but you're not trying to hurt, you know, either either guy. I'm not trying to not trying to hurt each other. You know, you're trying to, you know, pain, but there's a way. There's a way to spar. Like, there's a way to football practice. Like, when we're going live in football, I'm trying to hit you, but I'm not trying to tear your ACL, really? you know. But there's a difference. So with him, he got a little spazzy. And he was trying to, like, absolutely knock my head off. So I'm like, okay, so if we want to play this game, I can play it back. Now, I already, I'm already better than him, but I was like, look, I'm not, I'm not about to, you know, risk injury, allow myself to try to stay calm, controlled, while you over here trying to kill me. So I, I took it right back to him. And when I took him down, I 
Yes, I utilized one of those things, an elbow, straight to the head. Ooh. And then I punched him down like, yep. Like, yep. I punched like right there on his jaw and on his chin, and it dazed him. And when it dazed him, uh, yeah, I hit him so hard, my phone's going to every place. Uh-huh. But yeah, but when it when it dazed him, um, you know, his eyes rolled in the back of his head. Uh-oh. And instead of me, I... That's, this is the part where I know where I need to do. I'm in control. So instead of me keep constantly keep doing, because I could have easily done that. Instead, I just I just left him where he was, and I didn't touch him anymore. And while his eyes rolled in the back of his head, I said, "Give me a new body. Let's keep going." Like, because I didn't want to stop around, you know. Uh-huh. But sometimes, sometimes I teach y'all something a little MMA. Some there's some guys that come to the gym that don't know how to. Uh, they don't know how to. They don't know the etiquette, maybe, of ju- the gym etiquette. But when, if you ever go to a gym, even jujitsu now, if this is also in jujitsu. If you ever go to a gym, a different gym, be mindful. Do not go in there trying to take off the head of anybody. Be mindful of how you act. Okay. Obviously, we all going in there. We all athletes. We're all in there trying to compete. We're going hard. But it's a way to go hard. Don't go in there doing dirty, the dirty, the dirty stuff. You do that at your home gym, you know, or you do that as you grow into the sport. Don't be using the dirty tactics in a training session mm-hmm. trying to work on certain things. Don't do that because mm-hmm. that will get so dang. Did you did you but, slice did you slice them with the bow or no? Uh it was it was one of those uh drop down bows. So oh, it wasn't God. wasn't a scuff. It was a drop down. Yeah, so when you God bless his soul. Mm. The one that can just just do it, it, it just it'll stun you. Uh-huh. And then like your hands are up, and then next thing you're stunned, and then you got another strike coming right behind it. So yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm uh, I'm a hurt uh, I'm cracking. I'm yeah, gonna hurt so. I think so too. Um so you you got you another podcast here coming up where you're gonna be um you know talking about the fight too. Do they do you do they normally uh, do predictions with that? Uh, yeah. So that's uh, so also another thing. Um, we will be having uh, so is done. This is going to be done by Spectation of Sports, and will be done by Action Twenty Four Seven. With Action Twenty Four Seven, we will officially be having uh, bets. There will be betting lines uh, on the fight. Uh, um, their lines going to come out on MGM Grand Action Twenty Four Seven. And another betting site, uh-huh. but they're gonna be on like some of those global betting sites, and you can be able to bet on these. Uh, when the odds come out, I think the odds are gonna come out um, uh, next week. Uh, we're having a professional uh, guy. He's doing the for all the pro fights. He's gonna do a uh, a recap show. Uh, not a recap show, a uh, a betting show that predicts. So he predicts, he's one of the big time guys that predicts uh, for betting lies in the UFC. Uh-huh. So uh, doing it for our show, he did it for our uh, show. We had a guy named Trevor Peak versus David Robbins. That was one of the biggest fights in the entire Southeast, and he did it for that uh, fight. And he's also going to do it for our fight as well. So uh, I- I'm excited for that. That's pretty cool because he actually does research. He goes through all the research. Uh, he'll study your entire life almost to get the best betting odds possible. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what those odds are, dude. If you, if you come out as the underdog, please put that red alert up on uh, Twitter so we can bang that thing, boy. They actually want to boo. Please, see, we're not allowed. You want to? You want to be? The, you want some rat poison, don't you? You want? You want you yeah. some yummy rat poison? <laughs> I, I Snapchat thing today. It showed me the because uh, you know this also like exactly a year. Before when we went last year when I fought uh, Tristan uh, Scarborough, and uh, I remember when the prediction was eighty one, eighty one percent the nineteen. Yeah, I never, I will never forget that. And I'm sitting here like, okay, no, take that back. Was it eighty? It was eighty eight percent to uh, 12. twelve or something. Like, yeah, a chance. And I said, I'll never forget that. Like you gave me a twelve percent chance. Mm-hmm. Dude. I hope yeah, but, you're the dog. I'd, I'd like to make a little cash, make my money back from the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And oh. you're also on those betting lines, you'll be able to bet rounds, uh, the type of finish, 
you know, half, half. Money line, half. probably, like just straight up who wins kind of thing, probably. All of those, yes. Cool, man. That, that'll be pretty cool right there then. Um, any um, any other details um, that you want people to know before um, the fight? Because th- this is the last podcast we're going to be recording with Torres. Uh, before that, next week is just going to be way too busy, guys. Um, he – He's got things, you know, obviously fight week, dude, it's, I'm, I'm almost certain it's like a blur for him, dude. The dude is so, uh, the schedule is packed. We can't normally get those in on those weeks. So I'll, I'll get somebody on here. I'll get some person to come on here. Uh, probably one of the friends of the show somehow, and then uh, we'll record. But any last things you want to let the the public, the listeners know about the fight before um, that comes up? Uh, oh, actually, uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows, uh, you know, Thank you, everyone that's supporting. Um, I definitely want y'all to come out, man. This is going to be uh, awesome. Uh, this is one of those. This is going to be one of the best things that's probably ever happened to me in my life, literally. Uh, you know, so far, but one of the best things besides me accepting Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, uh, this will be one of the best things to uh, ever happen to me uh, in my life, man. And uh, I, I, I'm ready, man. This is a. Uh, this is this is this is game time, man. I'm ready for this fight. Uh, Dude, a professional fight, man, to be able to say, you know, you're a professional athlete. I train like it. I do it every single day. This is my life. This is all I do. Um, to be able to actually go out there and do it and, you know, have the upside to it, you know, see it, you know, because, you know, I've been talking to my agent, man. A lot of opportunities are, are, are going to be there after this fight, you know, depending on what happens. So, yeah. you know. Sure, you know, I'm always staying you know, true, testing, uh, always working, always training. But man, you know, it's nothing but a blessing to be able to be put in this opportunity because I literally just posted a video, I mean, a video picture. You know, just literally four years ago, I had ACL surgery. And it not only does that include, but like two years after that, I had another surgery. And only because, you know, there's all this, I mean, you would think, you would think, you really would think that after having these two ACL surgeries, I'll be like, man, I'm done with sports. I'm done with all this stuff. Because it was in my mind, like, I'm done with this stuff, man. I, why am I? Why? I keep hurting myself. But it's not yeah. because more of it's more because I, I don't feel like I'm done as an athlete. I feel like there's so much more to what I can attain. I just I'm just on the surface. You know, I haven't even reached the top yet. And I just want to really push that and work hard at that because it's a lot of it's a it's just a lot of things that I really want to do, man. It's it's, it's stuff it's stuff that I want to do when I was growing up, man. I used to be a big pro wrestling fan, man. So growing up, being able to fight in front of fans, being able to just be able to perform in front of people, I'm always man. When you when you I used to love the WWE and I used to love you know being a character in front of people. So when I get to do that actually actually have to hurt somebody to do it you know it's it's it's, it's cool man it's me competing me getting a chance to compete in front of a lot of people and i don't got a lot of people a lot of people i love and a lot of people are you know back at home so that's that's the beauty of it uh so I, i'm excited man you know I, i'm glad they took the fight because we are this fight was offered to a lot of people and a lot of people declined it mainly because well one they, yes they would be fighting me but two it's in my hometown Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if anybody have known, like I've been a really big time ticket seller, uh, even here in Chattanooga and Knoxville, I sell a lot of tickets. So the things that I'm doing out, they know like, oh man, if he goes home, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be rowdy. I'll tell you one thing, it's going to be rowdy, boy. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. I believe it. I believe it. And, um, you know, while, while we're here, obviously, you know where we stand. I mean, Torres is confident he'll get the win. I'm confident with that as well. I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to the show feels uh, very confident that Torres is going to pull this one out. So um, if you can, you know, get you some tickets. I'm looking at the the seating chart right now. There's still some tickets out there, guys. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I know a good bit of folks that are going to this uh, that, are, that are friends with me. So uh, we're going to be going. Get you, get you either some seats. The seats are kind of limited. I mean, there's still some left. But uh, if you can't get the seats, there's standing room as well. So come out, enjoy the time. What are we going to say? Yeah. Left. Yeah. I think there's go. like 90 seats. 90 yeah. seats left. That's it. So you, you want to do that before that t- night comes because when that night comes, the people are probably going to be buying the things at the door and trying to, um, you know, get, get in that way. So, um, yeah, be there. Be there or be square. 
That's right. Be there, be square. There will be a lot of standing tickets, so be mindful of that as well. Yes. All right. So where do you want to go now, Torres? Huh? Where do you want to go uh, with this show now? But uh, yes. So since we were just getting ready to talk uh, fights, we got MMA. Not only MMA, but the UFC, baby. So we got the UFC coming up. Um, big time fights as well, man. I mean, you got freaking uh, uh, the world champion, Israel Adesanya, middleweight versus Robert Whitaker, UFC 272. But before we get to that, let's start off with the three biggest fights, the premier fights on the card um, that we all know. Uh, Jared Cannonier versus Derek Bronson. All right. That fight is going to be really good. I don't know, Tyler, you might can pull up the odds. Yeah, uh, right now, Cannonier is uh, the favorite at minus 175. Bronson coming in as the underdog at plus 150. So there you go. He's the favorite? Yeah, Cannon areas. Really? Swear. Bronson is all fight win streak. Cannonier just lost to uh Whitaker not too long ago. It's just how it is right now, man. Oh, well, hey, pitch uh, look, let me tell you something. As much as people want to talk about Bronson, uh and, and this and that, uh, but Bronson, to me, bro, he has the recipe to win. He might not always be the most exciting, but he has been getting finishes, and he be, he's been taking these guys down at will. His striking still look not the best, but, man, once he gets these guys down, he's ground and pounding them out or submitting them. I'm going to tell you straight up, give me Bronson easily. Bronson is going to finish Cannoneer, I feel like. I don't know if it will be – it won't be a first-round finish, but I feel like you'll get him in the second round. He's going to take Cannoneer down and beat him up. Cannoneer, uh, he's he's not a bad fighter. Cannoneer got power now. Cannoneer does hit hard. Yeah. One fight. But give me Bronson. Yeah, I mean, can Cannoneer even kind of compete down there when it goes to the ground or not really? He can't either. I agree. I don't think he could. So, this oh, is, man. Doing is setting up for Izzy and Bronson. So if, if, uh, if, Bronson, if Bronson wins, which he probably will, uh, is going to set him up Bronson versus Easy Part Two, or, or a Bronson and Whitaker, you know. Oh. If the well, uh, but but you also got to think about this: if Whitaker wins, uh, he's going to be a Easy and uh, Whitaker uh, Part three. three, and then of course, yeah. So is he gets the next title shot? Okay, then yeah, I um. Man, I think I'm going to side with you on this one. I think I am going to go with Brunson as well. I mean, like you said, the advantage is there when it comes to taking him down. Um, Cannoneer isn't as great. I mean, his takedown average is, is like stupid low compared to what uh, what Brunson is. Um, and I, I just don't know if he's going to be able to hang. I mean, if this if this is stand-up, I mean, sure, yeah, he's got all the chance in the world. You know, he, he, can, he can sling it with the best of them. But um, – like you said, if Bronson can can take this to the ground, he can bring this one down to the ground and uh, kind of go from there. I think this this one's in the bag. It is kind of weird how he's the the underdog. I wonder why that is. There must be some narrative going around behind the scenes. They must know some we don't. For real. So yeah, I ain't both of us with Bronson. I'm shocked that he's the underdog. I'm still shocked. Give me Bronson all day. Give me Bronson. Yeah. So that would lead us what to the next fight. We got Derek Lewis. Uh, he's the favorite in this one at minus one ninety, going against Tua uh, Tua Vasa, right? Plus one sixty. I'm pronouncing that correct. Vasa, yes, yes. I'll um I'll kick this one off. Um, Derek Lewis, man. Uh, we've we've talked about him many a time on the show. Uh, the kind of guy that sits back, waits until he has that opportunity, and he just lets it loose. And with that one shot, he wins the wins the match. Um, he's going against Tua Tuivasa, a guy that uh, that I've really liked coming up. Man, this this dude's been he's been lining it up here recently. He's um, a fast, fast riser um, in the UFC, and man, I really like the way this guy fights um, so much so that I think I am going to take the underdog again in this one. I think I'm going to go with Tuivasa um, in this one. I just I don't know, man. I'm kind of buying into it. I'm buying into the hype. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I think Tua Vasa's got what it takes. He's got that uh, that flash um, to him. I mean, I, it is a pretty significant reach disadvantage for him. I mean, four four inches difference. You know, he's it's uh, seventy nine inches for Derek Lewis compared to seventy five for Tua Vasa. So I mean, that that can play a part here. But um, 
I don't know, man. I'm going to try to buy it. I'm going to see if he can keep the train rolling and uh, and get this dub. So I'm going to go to a Boston here. What about you? That's a good pick, man. Um, I, look, so Tua Bossa is the is the is the uh, hot heavyweight right now. Yeah. Um, uh, you know a lot of things going on with the heavyweight division. You got Francis; he's out for the year. Um, he's probably potentially probably not even fighting again for UFC. Potentially, not saying it's going to happen, but potentially. Uh, you also got the the big matchup they're trying to make the summer blockbuster. Uh, with uh. Uh, Steve A versus John Jones. That's the potential block interim heavyweight title. Um, I want that fight to be made. Um, and after, to be honest, you, you look at this man because Chris, Kyle Dawkins, uh, Chris Dawkins was one of those guys that was upcoming. You were like, okay, this guy's one of those guys. He got good grappling, got good wrestling. He's a heavyweight that can hit. He's gonna be one of those guys to be a problem. But then Derek Lewis is where I feel like. Robert Whitaker is. Uh, you have all of these guys right here. They're all right there. They're all together. But then it's like three all the way down. Nobody can beat them. Like, I don't think anybody, any other heavyweight can beat Derrick Lewis. I don't. The only ones that can beat him is John Jones. I don't know. I, I actually don't think Francis can beat him. But after seeing Francis wrestle him, uh, do wrestling against Cyril Gunn. That's interesting. That was due. But I actually I actually don't think uh, Francis could beat uh, Henry. I mean, Lewis. Because Derek, Derek beat Derek. I mean, Derek Lewis beat Francis the first time. And the reason why, if anybody, now, yes, that was one of the most boring fights in the history of mankind. It was. But if you go back that first round and saw when Derek Lewis landed that little shot in that exchange, it froze Francis for the whole fight because they were scared to for each, for each other's power. They were scared of each other's power. And according to Curtis Blades, Curtis Blades said it himself. He said, I have never been knocked out in my entire career. But he said, the only time I was knocked out is when Derrick Lewis hit me with that uppercut and I woke up in the hospital trying to figure out where am I, where am I? Because we all remember, like, Curtis Blades didn't even get up that to carry him. Like, out cold. When Francis beat Curtis Blades both times, they were TKOs. Now, I'm not saying Francis don't hit hard. Please do not. Please do not correlate. Don't twist it. Because, uh, but because Francis hits absolutely hard. Uh, he, he's, he hits hard. I mean, he hard. <laughs> but I, what I am saying is I feel like Derrick Lewis is where it's like he's just as good as any heavyweight that there is because of his power. But who can beat him? And I think because Tua, Tua got rocked by Greg Hardy. And I don't think if Derrick Lewis hits you like Greg Hardy hit Tua, it ain't going to be a rock. It's going to be a slump. Uh, it can't. It, I mean, it, I know what I'm risking here. I know what I'm risking, but. It, it, it's it's a toss-up. And then he's fighting in his hometown. And if anybody don't remember, the last time Derrick Lewis fought in his hometown, he lost to Cyril Gunn. So. Was it in Houston? Was, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do I see him doing that again? I'm going Derek Lewis, man. Hard for me to see him lose twice at home. Okay. Well, I like that. And I'll let you lead us into uh, into the big finale. What's what's the championship fight looking like? But a big finale fight. You got Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, man. And uh, this is the fight a lot of people been waiting on, man. And Robert Whitaker done it the right way, man. You know, a lot of people, a lot of time when a champion lose, they want that instant rematch uh, because they're they were the champion. And in most in most cases, yes, that's right. Um, I feel like some guys deserve, unless you get your tail absolutely beaten, then you deserve that instant rematch. But Robert Whitaker didn't do that. Robert Whitaker said he had to take himself a break before he got a rematch. Robert Whitaker didn't even have to fight. He to, to, to be honest with you, he didn't have to fight three fights to get back to Izzy, but he did it because he, like he said, he wanted to stay active. That man fought the toughest of the toughest back to back to back. Darren Teal, Jared Cannonier, Kelvin Gasson. The man has fought three really tough middleweights and absolutely destroyed all of them. So his right to fight Izzy is that much better. So the question really is because because of what Whitaker did, Whitaker had just swept. He basically, like I just talked about Derrick Lewis, he basically just swept out the middleweight division 
without the champion even have to do it for him. So you see him looking like Whitaker, like, well, man, if Whitaker wants to lose his fight, who who can who is better? Who's gonna get above him? You know? But I am it's hard for me to bet against Izzy, man. Israel, dude, he's one of those guys that a generational talent, man. Yeah. He's trying to grappling better, man. Um, I feel like we're gonna probably see a little bit more grappling from Whitaker. But Whitaker said his mom wasn't in it that last fight. I don't know. Uh, he's accepting the loss. He said, yes, Izzy beat him. But he said, man, he just, he just, he was champion. He had to deal with so much. He fought freaking Yoel Romero. You know, he fought uh, 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 Jakar. I mean, he fought Derek Bronson. I mean, he fought some of the toughest guys you can possibly fight. And Robert Whitaker beat them all. He was undefeated at middleweight. He still, I mean, he, he only got one loss to Izzy. And Izzy knocked him out. I mean, it was one of those things, man, you never thought you would see. But like some people say, his chin probably wasn't there because of fighting. When you fight your Romero back-to-back 25 minutes, uh, two fight that's 50 minutes. in the, That's nearly an hour in the cage with your Romero. Who wants to be in a cage nearly an hour with Yola Romero? You can have that. Mm. I, so, <laughs> so, so you sit here and say, okay. But Izzy, man, Izzy, I think the recipe to beating Izzy is what Jan did, but Jan was a bigger fighter. Jan Bohovic was a big fight, bigger yeah. fight. Uh, but he outstruck Izzy, man. And I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going with Robert Whitaker to beat Izzy. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I did not I did not expect that. Yeah, and j- just so for you guys knowing this, Robert Whitaker's coming in as a – he's an underdog, obviously, at plus 230. Uh, Izzy is the favorite at minus two eighty. I'm 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 rocking Izzy. It ain't even a question, dude. I mean, I am gonna say, you know, I, I hate to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Whitaker. Like you said, he's done it the right way. He's been great. Um, you know, done all the all the right things. But dude, Izzy, I don't know, man. I still think that he's kind of learning from that loss. He's getting better. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to look past because I mean, we we know Izzy. He could just touch you from a distance. He just sit there and he'll touch you. He'll touch you. He'll touch you, and and he'll kind of get you like that. And he don't have to close in really that much because he can keep you at bay. He's like one of those, like you said, generational talent. It's kind of like how we talk about KD, how he's so long and lanky. It, Izzy in the UFC is like yeah. that version of me. He's just so long. Hey, what? So long. And yeah. I mean, he. Dude, he's gonna he's gonna absolutely expose that. Um, I mean, he's got a seven inch reach advantage right here. I mean, that's to me that that's pretty big. You know, that's that's pretty big. And um, you know, obviously he's got the hype, but I mean that that ain't super you know um, big here. But um, I, I think he's gonna be able to win this one. I don't know how it'll it'll kind of work itself out. I think he can get the um, the TKO. Uh, if I had to say so, I'll say. I'm, I'm leaning like third or fourth round TKO by Izzy. Third or fourth round is what I'm looking like. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'll go fourth. I'll go fourth. What, what, if you had to get more specific with yours, Robert Whitaker winning, how would he win? Uh, I think Robert Whitaker, uh, I think he's going to beat him by decision. Uh, but I think it's going to be a decision. I think Izzy will probably get around. Um, but I think Robert Whitaker is going to utilize his wrestling more. He's going to try to strike with Izzy early. I think he's going to be – he's going to do well with Izzy early. Um, you know, Israel used to start – you know, the thing about Israel, he starts out good. He does start out really mm-hmm. good. Oh, always. He always starts good. I think Whitaker is going to uh, withstand that early in the round. And then once it gets to, like, the second and the, and the third, I think Whitaker is going to really show his, his worth really well. And then once he gets to going, I think the wrestling, you're going to see a lot of wrestling. I feel like, that's what I feel. I feel like we're going to see a lot more wrestling in this, this second fight. We saw no grappling that first fight. We're going to see a lot of the second fight. Cool. Yeah, so we we only ended up with, what, agreeing on one of these, right? I mean, uh, yeah, we only ended up agreeing on uh, on Brunson versus uh, Cannoneer. Me and you, we split on Lewis Tuivasa, and we split on Adesanya. And Whitaker, so this this is pretty good, man. I'm I'm liking this. This this is gonna be another good night of UFC. I, I enjoyed the last UFC 270. I think this is gonna be a great one too. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last card was really good, man. Oh, yeah. That was enjoyed that. So, but yeah, man. Now we're going down to the big nitty gritty, man. We already know. You know, we're recording this on a Sunday, so the Pro Bowl is currently happening. I don't know what's the score. Ah, nobody cares about the dog on Pro Bowl. <laughs> nobody wants. We all care about the Super Bowl, man. And the Super Bowl, uh, I haven't had a 
you know, we haven't really had that opportunity to talk, you know, me and you about the championship games. I know y'all talked with Jackson. I know you talked with Jackson. I heard yeah. But, um, but man, yeah, you know, it's, it's good to see that you got the Cincinnati Bengals in the, uh, in the uh, Super Bowl going against the uh, uh, Los Angeles Rams. And I'm not going to lie to you, man, you know, for a minute, the Rams really had me thinking, like, dude, you really about to choke this? Oh, you, know, against the, you know, I was really like, dude, really? But now I feel like the Rams are going to, um, you know, being at home playing in that stadium, man. But I, I remember a certain person yep. uh, had just retired. They yep. played uh, and it was uh, the Rams were, I think, minus 12. And they had to play the Rams, man. And that certain person had to play the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner. And uh, nobody thought it would be the Rams. And old boy did they. And uh, he went from the greatest quarterback of all time. And I think Joe Burrow has an opportunity to solidify himself right now. I, I'm not going to lie to you. If anybody would have told me the Bengals were going to be in the Super Bowl in Joe Burrow's second year, no. I would have called you you, you smoking crack. Yeah. But, man, man, this man, I mean, you got to look at his resume. The man went on the road and beat the number one seed, Tennessee Titans, which I had already said. I never thought the Titans were a true number one seed. I know. Yeah, you did say that. We got you on there saying that. That good. Like, it was because the AFC, let me tell you something, the AFC was so competitive this year to the point all the teams were beating each other. Just like how the Chiefs lost to the Bills, how the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, how the, Ch the Chiefs, lost to, Chiefs lost to the Titans, you know, but the Titans also lost to a lot of those different teams in the AFC. So I felt like the AFC was really competitive this year. So so was the NFC. The NFC yeah. has a – but, you know – Green Bay, Green Bay was just like outright team, but I, I mean, I wasn't surprised. You know, Aaron Rodgers choking like usual. You know, well, Green Bay Packers choking like usual. They always choke in the playoffs for some god given reason. Yeah. You know, they got the talent, but then they just under they understand. Just like the Saints has been the past. You know, the Saints, the Saints will always have a really good team. You're like, man, it, it might be the year Drew Brees get back there, and then they just stink it up to just mm -hmm. it, it be the dumbest play. It always be the dumbest plays. But regardless, I feel like Joe Burrow and the Bengals get a chance to solidify themselves, man. I mean, Joe Burrow is starting to remind me a lot like how Joe Montana was. He's cool, calm, and collected under pressure. And with Joe Montana, we all know, not only did Joe Montana, you know, before Brady, but Joe Montana went on became the greatest quarterback of all time before Tom Brady came. Now he's like, you can say him a second. But he also had a great wide receiver by the name of Jerry Rice. And I feel like on that Bengals team, that boy named Jamar Chase is starting to get them same vibes that I got from Jerry. I mean, this man is a beast with the yeah. ball. Uh, Jerry Rice was the same way. that You know, you go look at Jerry Rice's 40-yard dash. He only ran a 4-7. But when you see him play football, like he ran a 4-3. <laughs> like, the yeah. Lord, Jamar Chase, man – the, the yards after the catch, man, the deep balls that Joe Burrow, dude, that's a tough tandem. And then the Bengals got an incredible D-line, very similar to what they kept giving Matthew Stafford so many problems when the 49ers D-line was giving them a bunch of hectic. So, man, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It, it, it's a tough Super Bowl to pick. This is a tough Super Bowl to pick. It is. But I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. I'm going to say Bengals win. Yes, I know you're looking at me. And look, could it be, wow. you know, finally in the Super Bowl, he finally got a good team? Because I'm going to be honest with you, this Rams team's supposed to win the Super Bowl. They supposed to be in this game. There's no reason why they should win. I mean, they should lose. Be the Bing If the Bengals lose, they shouldn't feel bad because the, this Rams team in the offseason was built to make this one big run at the Dude, Super Bowl. Not, not even just the offseason. I mean, during the season, they made the move to get even Von Miller on top of that stacked yeah. defense. I mean. So they literally went all in. They said, if we don't win it this year, we're going to have a whole lot of problems in the next few years because all our draft picks are gone. They did it all for mm -hmm. Matthew. Did it all for Odell Beckham. They did it all for Von Miller. And they got Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup. Uh, dude, this team, Peters. Dude, this team, this team is, it's not even fair. But I still think just the, the same way that everybody was talking about. You remember the show, the greatest show on turf had Kurt Warner, MVP, Marshall Falk, 
MVP. Tory Hope. I mean, that team will leave. But guess what? It's a little different, man, when you got a, a cool, calm, and collected guy on the other side. And I, even though he's in my division, I have seen him play twice in the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. I, I I got a little faith in Joe Burrow, but what's, I know what's, I'm so if you if you're taking the Bengals here, what's your score prediction? Uh 24-21. 24-21. I mean, I could see it, man. The field goal kicker, McPherson, shout out to my boy Daniel Hall, Florida fan. He loves, he loves claiming that kicker university dog they they do put yeah. out some good kickers and mcpherson's uh th- just the latest of that um that legacy man he he is he is a beast God. that's the only thing florida can claim yeah yeah pretty much pretty much but they, he he has been freaking um he's been nice man he that, that, that dude has been so nice this year um what kick from uh 50 yards out that's I'm like, yeah, he's dude. He is money. He he's been making them from just about everywhere. It feels like, and um, it feels like he's gonna make it every time he comes out there to to kick. So, um, it, it must be nice having a guy like him, honestly. But, um, I, I like where you're going, dude. I mean, I wouldn't mind the Bengals winning it at all. Um, this is one of those games where, hey, you know, I'm just here for a good game. I don't really have a dog in this fight whatsoever. There's not really a team I want to win. Is that where you're at too? <laughs> I am. I am. I just had to make a pick. I mean, if you ask me what who I would go with, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm just excited. What game? This is actually one of the polls I'm not because most of the time I, I was. I'm like like when me and Keeper was talking. Like I'm like this. Like when I saw Brady in the playoffs, I root. I actually root for Brady. I do too. I, I want to see how many he can win. I actually would like to if he won eight nine. Let him do it. You yeah. know. Like, I was really, I was really getting excited when he was coming back on the Rams, because uh, I was like, man, this guy yeah. actually. I yeah, you're right. Because like, if he would have made it, I'd be rooting for him. This is like one where it's just like, okay, I'm fine with either of these winning. I do have a little bit of, I guess, a vested interest in the Rams. I did put as soon as they made the uh, Odell Beckham trade, I'm, I put a futures bet down on them to win the Super Bowl. So I wouldn't mind the uh, getting that money. I mean, I just put five down to win like forty or something like that. So. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. So I guess I mean, if I'm going to root for somebody, it is going to be the Rams, and that—that's who I'm going to pick here. Um, I, like like we kind of laid it out, man. I mean, they got all the talent in the world. This team is built to win a Super Bowl. This has been the goal for as long as we've been, you know, watching these Rams. They've been cashing out them draft picks to go get talent, and um, th- this is the culmination. I mean, shoot, you got Aaron Donald. You got Leonard Floyd, Von Miller. They got uh, number 91. That that dude, number 91, I talked about him last week. That dude was wreaking havoc uh, last week. And then, um, y- you know, obviously you got Jalen Ramsey. You got the the other players like in the mix. They, they got some solid guys. And then on offense, you know, they got fireworks. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, obviously the best wide receiver feels like in the NFL right now. And then you got Odell Beckham, who's been turning up. Um, they got Van Jefferson as a deep threat. You got three pretty good running backs, in my opinion. Daryl Henderson, uh, Cam Akers now, and Sony Michelle. So, I, I don't know, man. It, it feels like this is the Rams to win. Right now they are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I am going to roll with them. They are home, like you laid out. They have all the talent. Um, this is one of those. I mean, we got a lot of Bulldogs on that team, too, so I'm going to be rooting for them, you know. So, I'd like to see them then pull out a uh, championship. It would be nice to see Stafford finally get them one. So, um, I'm going to roll with them here. The Bengals, they got nothing to lose, though. They weren't supposed to be here, like you said. They they were a team nobody imagined even making it this far. And, man, what a story they've been. Burrow, like you said, Burrow, is on. he's on the up and up, son. That that joker looks too nice, too nice. They, they are in great hands moving forward. If they could just get that man some some protection, oh, man, and just imagine how uh, freaking filthy that offense would be. So, yeah, be yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that we're – this is a different Super Bowl. You know, we don't have that one uh, team that has a legacy of making it to the, you know, the championship games, you know, like, you know, your Pittsburgh Steelers, your 49ers, your, you know, your Chiefs, your Packers, something like that. Like, this is two kind of newish teams, it feels like, to, to the scene. So, um, you know, I, I'm fine with it either way. And then the Bengals coming out and saying that they're – trying to win this one for Harambe, it makes me want to win it even more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> RIP to Harambe, bro. The Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. You know, both of their losses have come to Joe Montana and the 49ers. So I was having a feeling that we were going to get that. I mean, yeah. 49ers, what well, they always do, freaking Kyle Shanahan had a fourth quarter lead, a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and stink it up. You know, 
it just just dumb. You had been running the ball the entire game. And I felt like after the Rams scored, he was like, okay, we're gonna, we should run the ball a little bit more. No, let's throw, throw the ball three straight times with Jimmy yeah. G. And you were texting that that whole game. You were just like, why are they passing the ball? Why are they why? passing Oh. Yeah. I, can't, I can't get them. Speak, speaking of uh, bad coaching, too, that's another thing I'm going to go with here for the Rams as well. McVay, um, he, oh. did, he oh. did piss poor that last game. Like, he was doing some stupid, ungodly stuff. Like, it was weird. And you can't be in the dude. No. Come on. He was so trash with them with those challenges. And I think, you know, now that he's – hey, what I'm thinking is he's done got those out of his system. You know, so so now he won't do something like that in the Super Bowl. That's another reason I'm gonna go with him. So hey, um, I'm gonna roll hey, with it. Big Bay is giving me those uh, uh, Ed Orgeron vibes. I can make a bunch of coaching mistakes, but so much talent to where our players cover it exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, and that could be the case. They could win this Super Bowl with him making dumb mistakes. They could. Yeah, but team is only gonna be here this year. Connects you a lot of things gonna change for them, and I, I I agree with you, bro. Like, ain't no like the, the coaching decisions that he was doing in the Buccaneers game. You know, like wait a minute. Now some of that did come from the fact that some of the players were making dumb, like you know, snapping the ball, it fumbling. It. I mean, it's for some reason I don't know, man. I don't understand how these games. It only happens in like Tom Brady games. That's yeah. the, it, it. It would be it would be definitely happening like any other game. But you don't see that in no other game. It's always in the in the Tom Brady games he plays. Mm-hmm. You see the dumbest stuff. You're like, why that happen? <laughs> you know. For real. For real. Uh, but, and speaking of which, but, they got that tuck rule, uh, thirty for thirty coming out tonight. So I might I might tune into that. For oh, it's coming. Yeah, eight thirty. Eight thirty. I might give it a look. Um, yeah, but I'll go twenty four seventeen. I'll go twenty four seventeen Rams. That's what I'll go with. Uh huh. So um, that, that that's what I'll roll with. Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of coaching stuff, uh, I know you've probably seen the Brian Flores stuff. Um, him I, in the NFL. I interested to get your take on it. Me, my my thought, my whole thought process. I'm I'm all behind the guy. To me, the dude should have never been fired. I, it does smell a little fishy. Everybody and their mama was shocked when the Dolphins got rid of Brian Flores. He just got done. This dude went on a seven game win streak. He's only been there two years. The year prior, right? He was he was really good. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's a, a up and coming great coach. He's sacrificing everything right now with what he's doing. Um, I think he's. I mean, dude, I'm I'm fully supportive of it. He, I do think he got blackballed, and I do think that some of that stuff does still kind of happen. I mean, you can't help but kind of see some of it. I mean, um, what's it? Gary Kubiak, his his son is getting a spot like on a coaching staff in Denver. I want I wonder why. You know, like you see like the, some of that good old boy system. I'm hooking up my boy, you know, by hiring a son or something like that. I'm I'm kind of behind it, man. Some of the stuff needs to be exposed. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say though. I agree with you, Tyler. Uh, I, I do feel like this stuff is going on. I feel like Brian Flores was fired for uh, a the dumb reason. Um, Brian Flores to me is a, an incredible coach. The stuff that he was able to do with the Dolphins, give him time. I'm tired of all these teams firing these coaches without being given time. Like, for instance, you saw guys like, you know, guys like Marvin Jones. Uh, you saw what he did with the uh, 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 Cincinnati Bengals. He was on the Bengals for, what, nine years? Didn't win a playoff game? You know, like – like, how in the world is he still coaching? Yeah. You know, so I, I'm looking at this trend, but it's funny because they tried to pay him to lose, and he wouldn't accept that. So they probably got mad because it's going to negate them, like, certain draft picks. They probably don't like the team that they got. They probably are tired of Tua. I think – see, I, I think – Be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. We got, we got some – I know. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be honest. Now, yes, I feel like Brian Flores – you know, did certain things, you know, here and there. But this is what I think. I feel like Brian wanted Deshaun Watson, but the, the guys upstairs probably wanted to keep Tua. And he's like, okay, I mean, but he just won with Tua and did what he had to do. But, man, actually, actually, or you could switch it around and say, oh, the guys upstairs probably wanted to uh, let go of Tua. While Brian Flores like, man, we can win with him. We can win with Tua. And then kept winning games. 
And they're like, man, we're not – why do you want to lose? Like, we can lose these games and sit here and try to get a better draft pick and try to get a better quarterback and try to get better players. But Brian Flores said, why do that when I can win with what I got? You also have to look at the fact that a lot of these other coaches are starting to come out. What's the coach for the Browns? Um, uh, Hugh Jackson. But I'm not buying his crap. That that He said he was getting paid. If you were getting paid, dude, you done made a truckload because you suck. <laughs> you was trash. I don't know if I'm buying his crap on that. That's solid. When I saw that, dude, they said – they said, well, you they, they you sure made a lot of money, did <laughs> Yeah, like, honestly. No, I agree with it. He's just ridiculous, honestly. Gosh, he went 3-36 and 36 for the Cleveland Browns in his three years of coaching. 3-36. and 36. How the heck you – they paid me to lose. Yeah, hey, they did pay you to lose. Yeah, they must you. have, yeah. Get on up out of here. <laughs> real. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I, I do believe what they did to Brian Forrest was uh, wrong. Was um, I hope, I, I hope, it, I hope they correct that stuff, man. It was messed up. Um, I hope he gets the recollection that he deserves. Um, I hope he, uh, you know, he wins in court. But uh, if anybody ever watched the Man in the Arena, uh, it's a really good. And uh, Tom Brady said it best, man. When is you going against a bunch of billionaires uh, in the NFL in court? Uh, your chances of winning are very, very, very slim. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I know, I know Brian Flores is probably gonna fight it and he's gonna fight hard, but bro, um, I hope he wins. You know, yeah. I hope he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he wins, but I just I understand like you're going to get some billionaire, and and this is not right. This is not right at all to mm-hmm. where you're going against guys with a lot of money and your chances of winning isn't you can't win fairly because they have a lot of money. Uh, but that's the case right now uh, because you, a bunch of billionaires that's combined with the NFL. I mean, all those NFL owners, you think you're going to beat those guys, man? Mm-hmm. It's an uphill battle for sure. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you got the odds stacked against them. But yeah, I was just interested to see what you'd say. Um, anything else you wanted to uh, kind of cover here before we end the show though? No, man, you know, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm ready to fight, like I said. Uh, excited to watch the Super Bowl. Um, you know, a lot of good things, you know. So it's, it's going to be great, man, because you got this weekend. You got Israel and Whitaker. And then you got the Super Bowl. And then I got a whole week. See, when fight week hit, hits for me, it's a whole week of just, you know, it's every, each day is his own. Mm-hmm. So, build up and the days get longer man it's crazy it's crazy how it works but the days are forever on fight week but i'm excited man i'm ready to go so you know i'm glad to hear it i'm glad to hear it man that's awesome uh, good luck to you bro uh we'll all be rooting for you i'll be there i know a good bit of other people that'll be there like i said guys if you haven't got your tickets yet and you want to go make sure you get those asap Torres will be sharing that on the social medias and then um we'll probably post some stuff out on our tnt page so yeah, and if you want to access that, you can follow us on Twitter at the TNT Podcast, on Instagram at TT underscore podcast. And uh, make sure to keep listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are located. Uh, give us some reviews, uh, likes, shares, retweets, all that good stuff. I think you can review even now on Spotify. Like, you can go through and review. So uh, feel free to give us some reviews on there, man. We really appreciate it. So um, with that being said, man, it was a good one. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Boom, boom.